Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Jefferson Highway Show. This is one of our favorite shows to do because it's all about traveling America's very first vacation route. It goes from Winnipeg, Canada, down to New Orleans. Or if you want to go from New Orleans to Canada, you can do that, too. It is uh, well, it was started in 1915, and we do the show every fourth Thursday to look at what you can experience. We talk about the history, the cu- culture. Um, it is just Nancy and I are kind of addicted. Mm-hmm. Or do you think kind of? I kind of like it's a little bit more than that. Um, there's so much to experience. Music, history. Yeah, food, cool. right? Food, food, mm-hmm. other highways, which we're going to get into. But today's show is really about the world Guinness records, the world records, right? Or the Guinness world records. Now, I want to even go back into, can we have Guinness when we, we should be drinking Guinness when we do this right now. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just like, hello. We have, hey, we've got a restaurateur on this show. I'm just going to say, can you pour us some Guinness now? Can we come have some onion rings? I was on your website, Beth. Um, like, like some onion Absolutely. rings, please. I know we should be doing a show from your, from your uh, cafe. But, um, first, before we bring everyone on the show, of course, we've got Roger Bell. He's the president of the Jefferson Highway Association. And this is the association that is instrumental for creating the Jefferson Highway, again, starting back in 1915. So uh, everyone, jeffersonhighway.org is the website to go to. And if you're in tourism, food, all of it, go check it out, become a member. And if you're a traveler, become a member too. And they've got a Facebook group that is awesome because like, if you're like me and geek out on maps and history and markers and all that you're going to love it so welcome back roger how are you i'm doing good doing good looking good. forward to our program well you got two good guests for us as usual you, you're good at like you bring amazing people on and tonight we're going to be talking about world records in hair and stickers two things that should never meet um <laughs> but you could meet them on the highway maybe you never know um, I want to I want to bring on ladies first Beth Hilburn Hilburn excuse me she is the owner of Highway Cafe and apparently and you should go to the website i h i dash waycafe dot com she's got a car that has the most stickers on a car ever over sixty thousand so sixty thousand and sixty six <laughs> unique stickers so welcome Beth how are you I'm doing well thank you and cool. Beth. Um, can, can we really have an order of, like, of onion rings? <laughs> Hand, you know? Yes, we can, we can, we can arrange that. Some onion rings and some homemade ranch to go with it, huh? Ooh. 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 Yeah. What, cinnamon what is your, rolls, what I really want. Ooh, cinnamon rolls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, this show ends up in food. I'm just saying. So yeah. we might as well just start off with it. But, um, so you're in Venita, Oklahoma, Roger. Um, so this is kind of your your sending me an email, and I know we saw signs. And did Nancy and I go through this? I'm I'm like Nancy and I've kind of been everywhere this year in the last few years. We travel full time. I, I don't and know your route. You very well could have. I don't know your, how you're routing through Oklahoma is when you travel. Uh, this is a part of the Jefferson Highway routing that we share with Route 66. So um, you know this is the, the this is a 
business that Beth has embraced us. And uh, we're kind of we're basically she's really on, I would call it crossroads because just a, probably, uh, probably less than a mile from her is where the Jefferson Highway turns south towards hmm. uh, Texas and uh, continues on uh, west uh, onto Tulsa on the Route 66. So um, this is a, a place that is a very special place and uh, a great place to eat. And uh, uh, they recently set this great world record, and uh, they seemed appropriate people to have on our show. Cool. I, I love this. I think it's exciting because I think even just looking at your website and seeing your sign, it just takes me back. And, you know, I think I love that it's the unity between two very historic highways and Jefferson Highway is older than Route 66. Right, Roger? Am I right on that? You are correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, look at me. Just I'm just not being competitive or anything. At all. No, at I'm all. just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, well, they're both important. They're both important highways, but you've got this amazing sign. And is it true that not only do you have this car, which we want to talk about, but you have the muffler man? That's important. Yes, we have, we have added a muffler man that was, um, actually built by Mobile One last year when they did a campaign to kind of highlight small businesses along Route 66. They traveled him up Route 66 all the way from, they started in California and went all the way up to um, Litchfield, Illinois. And every stop that they did, they did a world record and, um, or they attempted a world record and of course they were able to, to, to get it. And um, then they came through and really came back to me and wanted to know about coming back after leaving Illinois. They thought about maybe bringing him back to the Benita and doing a world record here and have this be his final stop. And we were very thrilled to, to work with them. And, and um, we were kind of presented several options. One of them was the largest pancake and, you know, have people eat the largest pancake and, and some different ideas. But um, I'm, I'm kind of a car person. Mm. I really love the idea of um, various highways. And I remember as a kid traveling and that's kind of what we did. Um, my parents were older and so, um, we just, road trips were kind of something that we did as a family and my grandparents, I lived in Oklahoma growing up when I was young. My grandparents, one set lived in Texas, another set lived in Arizona and I just remember actually laying in the back dash of a car as we went down the road, you know, that was before seatbelts. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, you know, I remember yeah. picnicking, like, on the side of the road out of the car kind of a thing out of, you know, um, our coolers that we had. But um, so for me, a car, when they presented the most stickers on a car, I really didn't know what to envision. Um, they went to work. I kind of went to work. I found this car. It was a local purchase. We had some dear friends, um, the Chamberlains that live here in Craig County and um, we're friends of ours. They had this 1963 AMC Rambler. Uh, I love the Rambler. I like the the way it looks and it scoots around. Really, it's kind of a, a, a quick little car. And so um, we decided to go with the Rambler. It was uh, a 1963, which was the same year that the cafe was built. So for me, it was a perfect fit. And I just felt like this car came into my life at the right time. And and it was, uh, you know, it was, it just was an epiphany for me. So I, um, went to work. We got the car. Uh, Mobile One 
had it wrapped with their um, design that they basically use their NASCAR um, company okay. that does their wraps for their car. So we took it over to a place in Arkansas, had it wrapped with basically grid lines. So we kind of had a, a ballpark of where the stickers were going to go, and uh, we kind of went to work. Mm. Now, can you add more to it, or is it like that's it? If you do it again, you have to get no, another car. Yeah, it's it's completely done. Uh, we had to. Every sticker is a half inch uh, square. It was a, they were all applied using tweezers. They could not overlap. There was a lot of rules with Guinness. They could not overlap. They had to be just butted up right next to each other. Um, we really before I started this project, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have a sticker car. We're going to leave it outside. We're going to let people sticker over it. We're just going to keep yeah. it going. And then once once I saw the car, I I realized this is a work of art. We cannot cover mm-hmm. this up. So we um, we were in the process. We had won a grant from the National Park Service, excuse me, the National oh. Trust um, and American Express. And um, it was one of the grants. We actually were fortunate enough to win two grants last year. And one of the grants um, provided us with $40,000. Uh, they selected 25 um, businesses across the United States, and we were one of them. And so we were in the process of if fulfilling that grant. We were adding on to our cafe. And it was kind of a fluke, but I was actually adding on what I was calling the garage. We added a glass sliding garage door that we can open and have like an open air patio. Um, and then, of course, during the winter time, we would be able to close it up and have still have like 35 additional seats. So for us, it was we were right in the middle of doing that. And then when the car happened, well, I, I naturally we have to park the car inside and you come and you dine. Mm-hmm with the car inside the cafe. So that's where we have it set up now um, in what we call lovingly the garage. And um, so we have the car out here. We can pull it out. It does run. So we can pull it out, use it in parades. We did have it clear coated and um, heat sealed so that none of the stickers can be removed. Um, They're, they're there permanently. Um, We, the, the stickers actually cover every piece of the body of the car. So oh. there is not one speck of the body that's not covered with a sticker. Um, wow. Through Guinness, we could only, part of the rules with Guinness, we could only count the stickers that were fully exposed. So any sticker that is folded underneath, like part of the door jam or different places, um, you couldn't count that sticker. So the car actually has more than the 60,000, but that's what we could um, claim with wow. Guinness Book of World Records. So, wow. And so we had to pick mean, a car that was comparable. Um, yeah. the, the current world record was like 45,000, and I think it was a to- Toyota Corolla, and it was in Kuwait City. So we had to have engineers that actually determined the square footage of the body of the car and determine if our stickers were going to be comparable. You have to have like apples oh to apples in order to break the world record. So um, there was a lot that went into this, but it ended up being, it took us about eight days and a hundred volunteers. Um, wow. And we worked basically 12 hour days to get it all stickered. Wow. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Rose Bowl where everybody puts all the roses and flowers in and you have to do it at a specific yes. time all at once kind of thing. Like it's an, a massive yes. project, but you know, I, I just find it fascinating. Like, 
you know, when you think about when we all get our car registration, we put the little, you know, we renew our tags and we have to go do the sticker on, you know, our license plate. And I'm always like, dang, did I clean it off well enough? Did I stick it on? Is it going to, I mean, at this point with our car traveling across the country full time, this car, you know, she's a good girl. And we talk to her a very, you know, a lot. And um, I'm like, that sticker better not fly off, gosh darn it, no matter where we go and whatever weather we go through. And I always think about it. And every time I do that, that tag, because it's always this ordeal to get the tag because we're on the road full time. We can't get Beth, mail. Beth, like did, you ever, so, did you ever yeah. grow up or ever think you would be a world record holder? No, never. <laughs> and it's something that I really dreamed of. I mean, as a kid, I remember getting the book when I was in school and I would order the scholastic book and I would see all the world records. And I remember thinking, I can't do that many hula hoops at a time, <laughs> you know, um, or whatever it was that I was looking yeah. at at the time. But um, it was really exciting. It was something that, I mean, my kids, I have a 26 year old that's married that came and did it. I have a girl that's a senior she's 17 a senior in high school and then I have a four-year-old and um, they were all able to put stickers on and Mm -hmm. take their picture and you know they all got a certificate saying that they were a participant in a Guinness Book of World Record and you know just to be able to enjoy that I mean my mother who was you know 85 at the time came and put stickers on and you know she passed away this spring so it's really special Mm -hmm. to have something that um, every facet of my family was involved. I had people that, you know, drove. I had, I mean, we had people from all over, from states that came. I had a couple gentlemen that came um, to sticker the car. They drove their van with a big uh, banner on the back of it that said, here we come to sticker the car, Highway Cafe. And they drove across Texas and into Oklahoma to do it. And and they had everybody sign it. They had my whole staff. They had everybody that was here sign the banner. And then they came back when I did my neon sign relighting. They were here and had it framed and presented it to us. So it's hanging out here with the car. And, you know, just a lot of, a lot of um, just blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. But it is definitely something that um, we cherish, and and we just we met some incredible people during that time, and it's it's something that we just will always remember. Well, thank mm, you for nice. keeping neon alive. We have some friends that will, you know, in, they, mm-hmm. I, they've probably been there and photographed it, Drew and Maggie, right? Drew <laughs> Borsman. Yeah, um, I know sure. they've probably been there and photographed it, and they keep. I don't know when was it. When was it relit? What year? Uh, we relit our neon sign this year in March, March no the twenty fifth. Oh, we got to come see yes. you. That's it. I want onion rings. So we, we com- onion. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will make sure it happens. <laughs> Do you have bacon? That's what Nancy wants. Nancy wants you want yes. bacon. Absolutely. <laughs> we we have bacon and sausage that we purchased from oh. a local uh, farm. Yeah, it's right here, right down the road uh, in the next little town. No, you you've said got to get, I've got to get up there Oklahoma on steak night. That's the time. No, I know. Oh, I'm yes. just like, you said sausage, yeah. and we're they all in. You know, October night. 1st is sausage day, everybody. Know that. It is next. I'm coming to steak day. night sometime. <laughs> so that's important. Uh, so everyone, hi-waycafe.com. I've got, I do want to go into the Rambler, but I want to bring our next guest on, Dan Backer. Um, you know, seriously, 
I don't know how his great grandfather, great great grandfather, excuse me, ate with the amount of beard he has. Um, his great great grandfather oh, is known for having the longest natural beard locks ever. So, welcome to the show, Dan. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing good. Are you hungry? Want some onion rings, some bacon, <laughs> some sausage, burger, fries? Sure. What would you like? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. The, the sticker card, that sounds interesting. Did not know that. So, yeah. It's I know. Isn't this wild? Like, it's so interesting how, you know, you, you know, Beth falls into this and then how your great, great grandfather fell into having the longest beard. Give everyone a little backstory of this because. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, so when you're a kid and you're in like, you know, grade school and they have first day of class and they say, you know, tell us something interesting about you or your family. This is something that I've used for years. Uh, Hans Langseth is his name. And he was born in uh, Norway in 1940, or I'm sorry, excuse me, 1846. Um, he decided to get in a contest when he was nine years old for longest, the longest beard. And, uh, when he was 19 over in Norway and the rest is kind of, as we say, history. Um, he moved to the States and, um, he himself, uh, had five kids. He had four boys and one girl. Um, and what's interesting about the, the, so the daughter, Emma, which would be Hans's daughter, she actually raised her family and built the house right across the street from where I live in New Ulm, Minnesota. So I live wow. there when I get up, I walk, look across the street, and that's the house that they lived in and my grandfather grew up in. So Hans's daughter is from New Ulm, and actually Hans made some visits down here in New Ulm back when his younger days. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. He the, the 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 legend lives on, and they were talked about how he would. You know, how do you, what do you deal with a, you know, it ended up being 17 and a half feet when he died. And wow. what's interesting about that is legend has it that the, he still has a foot of his beard on his face that his children, um, in respect to him, didn't cut it completely off. So the beard that's now Good. nicely in the Smithsonian Institute, um, which they presented to them in 1967, um, is actually 17 and a half feet. So rumblings have it that it might have been 18 and a half feet, but they left a foot oh. of it on his face. Um, oh wow yeah so because well so there's that video out there and everyone um listening in the show notes i'm going to put the link to youtube there's a youtube of it's amazing that has footage yep. of dan's great great grandfather you know um hans nelson langseth and you can see you know there's like <laughs> let's skip rope with a beard but yep. you could see that he almost had like two parts of his beard like he could so I wonder if that's how they, they cut it. Like, cause yeah, like I mean, a what's interesting about that is part. hair itself at a certain length, it dies. And he had the last probably, oh. I don't know, 13, 14 feet of it were actually dreaded that he had rolled up into dreads. Um, what's kind of interesting, too, there was a stretch where the beard was missing for 40 years. And uh, what ended up happening is my great aunt passed away. And when the kids were cleaning the house, um, they found the pouch. He would He would hang a leather pouch around his neck roll it up on a corn cob and stick it in this pouch when he was had to do stuff because he was a farmer. Um, and what's really cool is that there for a stretch of his life, he actually joined the circus. And we just found out recently, I was doing some ancestry. The circus actually took him over to Europe for a little while. Um, cool. And legend, legend has it that he really enjoyed every once a week, the fat lady would wash it. Um, and he really enjoyed that. <laughs> um, but one reason why he quit the circus was he was so tired of people tugging on it wanting to make sure it was real that was the thing that yeah. out of the circus was he was sick of that but uh 
Yeah, it's oh, it's kind of crazy, like I said. And what's really we're recently, and I don't know. So my bucket list for all these years is it's in the Smithsonian Institute, and I've seen pictures of it in a glass case. So I recently mm. contacted them, and the beard right now is not not on display. They actually rotate things at the Smithsonian um, mm-hmm. because they have so much stuff. And so what they did is I've set up an appointment here on October 20th to actually, they're going to pull it out for me and my wife. We're going to oh, cool. head out from, from Minnesota over to DC. And one of the main reasons we're heading out there is for me to actually see and not necessarily touch and feel, but uh, look at this beard. What's kind of cool too, is they're saying that there's actually still food and uh, some wheat grains that are actually in the beard from when it was on his face but uh no yeah, way. I know some of my friends and family think it's kind of weird that i'm heading out to no. see it i've just always had a i just want to see it and i like i said i know my yeah. wife you're gonna grab it and hold it up to your face i said maybe i don't know but uh but i want to see a dna that. sample like a, i want to see it under a microscope if it's got like wheat grain and stuff in it yeah like, no they they I, said there's actually food particles in it so which is kind of you know, not maybe <laughs> kind of gross, but um, yeah, no, no jump, I'm in. I want to know. <laughs> the jump roping video is is legit, and they've you know there's pictures of him holding it up with his brothers, and um, I know that there's actually a also a film out there. I think of him actually fishing with it. Yes, we saw yes. that. Yeah. So I saw that. Um, no, so what's yeah? Like I said, so he was he passed away. Uh, so he was 81 years old, and when he died in 1927. And um, he's buried in Kensett, Iowa. And, uh, you know, and that's at some point, too, to maybe see his gravestone. I know, like I said, he was a he was a uh, farmer in North Dakota for many years. Wow, that's I can't that's imagine being a, a farmer with a 17 and a half foot beard. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's like I said, um, they, uh, so there was a, at one point, supposedly, and this is maybe just a story that was made up, but we've heard rumblings that there was, at one point, a gentleman that came to Guinness with a beard that was longer, mm. but supposedly the r- rumor has it that they, when they did some investigating, the gentleman had woven in some horsetail hair. Oh. And it wasn't real. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So that's kind of one other, another family story they've been talked about. So, yeah, I've made sure I've, for Christmas a couple of years ago, all three of my kids that are now grown. I gave them each a photograph of him in the story because I want this to live on. And, you know, it's their mm. great, great, great grandfather. Um, and it's definitely, a men, you know, you Google Hans Langseth, everybody I've ever told the yeah. story to. Um, he's sitting in this majestic kind of thrown chair with it wrapped around <laughs> his shoulder and hold, chair, holding on to the end of it with his hand. It's um, it's an amazing picture and everyone's going to see it from. You have any idea where this. that picture was taken, Dan? I'm just curious. Um, that's a Circus? great question. I actually have. Our family, my, well, I don't know. I think one of my sisters has one of the original ones. So we, that's the picture that has been yeah. passed around forever. And we have, right. you know, it's been copied many times, but mm-hmm. one of my sisters actually has one of the original in like the folder from North Dakota. And oh, I do no not way. know what year that was taken. Yeah. It's cool. up on Wikipedia. People can see it yeah. on Wikipedia even. Yeah. Just um, uh, for knowledge, you know, how this does the Jefferson Highway, Kinsett is a very, uh, is a Jefferson Highway community. Actually, had a Jefferson Highway garage at one time. I had a, a bus station there on the Jefferson Highway, and uh, uh, I've got some pretty cool pictures of that town. And I was doing some research on that specific town, and I just came across this story, and I just—that was probably about two years ago—and I was like, "Wow!" 
So just recently, I, I saw a post of Dan's about this, and it, boy, it just came to uh, the story of him going to the Smithsonian and seeing it. I think is just awesome. So uh, mm. I wanted to share it. And what about his wife too, marrying Anna Bernstein? Um, uh, when he married her. And then worked in Elkton Township in Clay County, Minnesota. Isn't that part of the Jefferson Highway, as I recall? Or am I getting my, I, I could be totally uh, I'm, I'm not around. sure, but, you know, the, the Kensett is a town right on, it's pretty close to the Minnesota border. Uh, um, and, uh, I, I think just Nancy and I Mason went through City. that area. You probably went through it on your way to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clay County, Minnesota uh, sounds yeah. so familiar so, uh, Elkton. But, uh, um, he's buried there, and he has a very prominent marker there. Yeah, mm. to me. Yeah, I'm going to have to oh, go check that cool. out because it's not very uh, far from where we're at. So, I looks pretty. Really? It's like an obelisk. It's a pretty, pretty tall marker. It looks well, like to me. So, well, why don't you all tell us when we were up there? This year? Well, I, you know, I have never <laughs> been there, and I, I wanted to go on the uh, the, the uh, our conference this year in Mason City, Iowa. I wanted to go there, but I, I, couldn't, well, I just couldn't make it. Nancy, we're just going to have to go back up the highway again. What do you think? Oh, no. <laughs> we're just going to have to go back up the <laughs> highway fun. again. And, hey, listen. Fun. Listen, I think right now where we are, I don't know if you heard a woof before or not, but we've got the world's uh, Guinness record or Guinness World Book of Records of the biggest dog next to us oh. here. The biggest Great Dane I've ever experienced sitting with us right now and he's sitting here going i'm the oh, biggest he's, dog he's, he wants he's to go after the muffler man he thinks he's um bigger than the muffler man i'm just saying yeah, um, Beth, you may be in trouble Beth, i, I want to go back to you about the american rambler choosing that the 1963 car i think that's kind of an interesting thing because even the name i mean it kind of it was this when you think of road trips right there's the old school station wagon with the family, but then there's the rebels that drove the ramblers on a road trip. Right. We're heading west, right. right? You know? And the rambler, yes. the name the rambler, I think there's something so cool about choosing card names, you know? And yeah, rambler's good. That's a yeah. good name. Right. I like that. Uh, it's really neat that it's the same year as a restaurant. That's really oh. yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how that all worked out, but that's some things. Sometimes things are just meant to be. I think. It's, huh, it's, uh, I like yeah, it. I just absolutely loved it. Once, um, you know, the car that's on the inside is a two door. You know, it's your typical. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would think in the time it was probably the little hot rod. I don't know if it was or not, but um, yeah. in my view, it is. And we bought another uh, 1963 Rambler. It's a four-door, and we actually have it outside the cafe so people can stop and sticker the car outside and, like, take a selfie and and kind of have fun with it, you know, and then come inside and see the world record car. So right. we were trying to make it like a, a stop that's also kind of interactive. People can get out, stretch their legs, have something to eat, and also have something to do. And for those who don't know, also, the, the hotel next to you at the Western, you own that, correct? Uh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, you so go, girl. You, not only that, you can stop there, yeah. and you can just uh, check in right next to You us. can roll over. You can, you can check in, night. go yes. get food, and roll over. I no, like this. That's right. cool. That's right. Okay, so she's got the highway yeah. stop. So you are like the stopping point. I like this. I like this. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Dan's great grandfather, great great grandfather, excuse me. His beard may not have fit in the Rambler, but it would make a really good Instagram photo if he did get in there. You know, it would. It really would. I'm just saying. Could you imagine? Like, here's the sticker car going off and the beard flying out the window. You know, I'm just saying. Dan, how would you feel about that? Like, can we recreate something? It'd be fun. That would be kind of fun. I, my, I do actually right now have a little small beard, but it's interesting. I I always my kids growing up. I'll just be maybe TMI, but you know, I've, I've got a hairy back and I'm like, yeah, it's because of my jeans, you know, my, my, my grandfather. I mean, it's, in our, you know, they were just, yeah. So I, I, I'm too old now to, I'm 59 years old now. So I'm, I'm too old to try to, to break the record. But yeah, like I said, it's definitely been a, a lore of our family for many years. And like I said, we we're kind of proud of it. It's kind of a silly thing, but I can't imagine somebody in today's world, actually attempting to try to beat this just because it was a different time back then. But uh, yeah, the it is thing about it yeah. to me is he had it for so long. I mean, I he started growing it in, in uh, well, yeah, so Norway and brought in, it to the country. So he was born painful. in 1846. So yeah, he would, and he died in, in 1927. So yeah, he was growing it for. You so know, when did he meet his wife and when did he get married? Um, he over in the, the States. Beard, that yeah. was, he met his wife in the States. She was so he already to, had the beard then. Yep. Yep. So I, God, God, I mean, imagine the what, kissing. The kissing yeah, the would be like, and, and, and excuse me, move the thing, curtain. Yeah. You yeah, know, he's definitely, he's, he's definitely, I'll just say this. I mean, he's a good looking man. He's got a big high mm-hmm. cheekbones and mm-hmm. had a good head of hair. And, um, yeah, like I said, exactly. that, a picture that was somebody was smart enough to get that portrait made of him that was, you know, done professionally. And it just is really a great, great shot of him. Well, how it's, many people yeah. get to, Look at videos that are still out there from old newsreels of their great great grandfather. And I guess you got to know he. They say he was quite a character, which makes sense to me because who else else would do that? Yeah, uh, you know. So I guess he was quite a guy. So yeah, I like now you've got me intrigued here to stop and see his birthplace or his. I'm sorry, his his gravesite. I guess now. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go and cool. see. I'd like to. I'd like to. See. I'm a historian, so I. And his wife's buried there too. I believe. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to check because we're not. Like I said, I mm-hmm. think it's you know a couple hours from us where I live. So yeah, it's that just is. to just to the west of uh, Kinsit, just uh, you know, probably out in a. It was in a Lutheran cemetery, I believe. Yeah, no, but uh, but he was known as the King of Whiskers, you know. Yes. And, yes. and mm-hmm. I've got the world's mm-hmm. biggest cat sitting in front of me. I'm just saying. Yeah. We're, we're in the house <laughs> of big animals. And uh, Sir Ruben says, no, my whiskers don't compare, but you can feed me again over it. But it, but that's the thing. It's like it's these names. And it was kind of like when you think about what we had, the these circuses and shows, and it, when you think about what entertainment was back then and what it is now. Right. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you, you got to think about the Elephant Man and all of that. Like that, right. that was like these yeah, shock shows show, in a freak way shows yeah i know it's the freak shows thing. yeah the freak shows and mm. but there was a there's an entertainment quality and if you knew he had it right and you could make some extra money doing it especially as a farmer hey, because why not? Well, it's just another example to me as you drive the jefferson highway and explore it is how many unique americana stories there are you know mm-hmm. I, i've been mm into this now for about seven or eight years and uh, you as you said many times it's a rabbit hole uh, mm-hmm. uh, it is yeah. because you just 
you run into these great stories in all these towns. Everyone's got well, it. I know you got more up your sleeve and, here, Roger. Uh, I know you're getting there. Go on, tell us. Because and, otherwise, and there's just so many. I mean, uh, well, I mean, you know, just in, in in searching this a little bit and digging into it, and I've actually been there. You know, the uh, the world's tallest man. It was not uh, from <laughs> the from uh, Jefferson Highway town, but he was actually sued by a doctor, um, um, and was in a lawsuit and. Well, let's put it this way. He he was said bad. Uh, this doctor said some bad things about him, his ability to function, and and uh, his, with his height issues that he had. You know, obviously he had a uh, medical issue that caused him to grow so big, and so they sued him for libel. And the doctor happened yeah. to be from the same county, and uh, it was the it was in Missouri. So they they held the the libel trial in St. Joseph's. And then he came there and spent uh, quite a bit of time and giving testimony and stuff. And the community came to uh, love. His name was Robert Wardlow. And he, I think he was almost eight. He was almost, he was eight, over eight foot. I want to say he was close to eight foot 10, something like that. Wow. And um, there are pictures of him, uh, Coming into St. Joseph, it was just amazing to see him <laughs> taking pictures of him. And, and there's a really good museum in St. Joseph, Missouri, called the Patti House. I really recommend people to go there and support them. Uh, it is a it is you can spend a lot of time in this small community museum there. And one of the things they have is they have a life size uh, picture of him uh, that you can stand and get your picture by. My son. And I had our pictures taken there several years ago, but it, well, you know he he just kind of left a legacy there, and uh, the, you know, there's just a lot of other you know there's another world. My hometown was a world, had a world record by a very interesting uh, woman by the name of Laura Ingalls, and not not the oh. Laura Ingalls you would think of, but oh, uh, I went Little House on the Prairie. She, she was a, she was a pilot, um, and uh, uh, one of the pioneers. And most of you all have heard of. Uh, you know the woman. Who, what woman pilot would you think of if I said there's a woman pilot? Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. Yeah. She came yeah. to Muskogee also. Uh, had, our airport was one of the first huh. airports in Oklahoma uh, of renown, sort of in this area. And uh, in 1930, they were having a rededication airport and they wanted to, they invited uh, Laura to come here. She'd only been flying, I think, for two years. She learned to fly in 1928. And so here in 1930, uh, they invited uh, her and some others to come here. And uh, she uh, was up to set the world record for the most roles that you could do at one time. And wow. uh, she did uh, see if I can remember here. I want to say it was it was an unbelievable amount. Let's see if can, here it is nine hundred and eighty loops. What? Uh, and, what? And this this is remember this is a nineteen thirty plane. This is like I know I'm like you got, you got me at nine hundred. It's not a jet. Or, okay. And I, I was start, locally. They said that they. The Chamber of Commerce were giving her money after she broke the record 
by how many times over they would break the record. I think they finally said, we can't pay anymore. Get down. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, uh, she went on uh, to kind of have some infamy in her later wow. years uh, as she was uh, prosecuted as as, uh, 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 as a Nazi, potential Nazi spy during World War One. So uh, I'm thinking World War Two, and uh, uh, but uh, anyway, it's just it's just you know yeah. you can dig into these stories all along the route. Every town's got an interesting story, but there's several yeah. world records we haven't got into. And there's there's world records and and I think uh, everything from the largest Afro in New Orleans to uh, we've got uh, I think the long I think the longest. Uh, the largest prison farm in the country is in in, in Louisiana. Uh, there's uh, the longest ice trail, I believe, is up in Manitoba. It's just uh, it just it goes on and on. But these two stories are we've got one from the past that's really awesome, and then we've got this one that's just been done by Beth and her group. And uh, wow, um, have we got them on tonight to talk? That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, so, it is. Very I mean, cool. Beth, you know, when we talk about these records, it's interesting. You know, we talked about Nancy and I being in Yuma, Arizona. I know it's off the highway, but it's on old highway 80. And so it's just kind of these old highways have this history. And I, I kind of feel like towns do things and places do things and it draws attention to an area that may need it. And Yuma, Arizona, Amelia Earhart stopped there. She was part of the Powder Puffs, I believe, at the time and landed there um, during one of her major flights. And they also have, it's the World Guinness record for the, it's the hottest place. But they also flew because at one point they ended up in trouble financially in the town. So they did this big PR stunt of flying nonstop for days. Nancy, remember that story of the guys flying and then the other guy would drive the car underneath the airplane and fuel the airplane from the car. Like it was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy story. But I think it's something that, you know, I'm like, there's something that kind of nostalgia. We do stuff now. And um, when you can combine the nostalgia together with what you've done, Beth, I think it's fascinating what is, I mean, when you are dealing with all of them, how, and they they obviously give you a deadline and everybody gets on it and does it and you bring everyone together and something that's like, wow, we made this happen. But there's got, is, is it hard? Like, should people look at doing it on the highway to like, I, I number one, by the way, there's Jefferson Highway Associ- Association stickers. And when we saw you, Roger, we should have asked you for one for the car. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we'll get there. I still but, got um, your award. So. I know. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> we'll see you when we come back through again, which we will. But, um, but um, yeah, everybody's stickers are good for cars. Sometimes they keep things going. Um, <laughs> stuck together. Um, you don't want to talk about the bottom of our car. The undercarriage. Um, she, she's got zip ties right now. If we, do you think Nancy that she still got her undercarriage? We don't know. Well, she's, now the 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 plate thingy went away. The, I don't know, but yeah. some some it's guy so, at, a, at, a, at a was doing the oil, zip tied it, and said that'll get you back to Tucson. Yeah. I see your records are in Tucson. I'm like, all right, it's been a few years. 
But um, doing this kind of thing, do you think that it can help draw attention to communities on the highway that are really small communities? Well, I definitely, I definitely feel like it is. I've embraced um, Jefferson Highway, Route 66, really the whole northeastern mm-hmm. Oklahoma area. There was such a, a, I don't want to say dead space, but there was just not a, a lot of attraction uh, in this area. There's, you know, the blue whale that's close to me, mm-hmm. and and you know, there there are some things within a within a sh- short couple hour drive, but. Um, for me, I was really trying to create something that I remember as a child, you know, driving and seeing different roadside attractions. And, uh, you know, my family always pulled in. We were always the people that stopped. And, you know, I remember a place in Texas when going to Texas and it was right as you crossed the Texas line and it was a place to eat. But in the back, they had, like, live armadillos. You could see armadillos. And I just remember that was the gimmick. I had to stop there every time we went. And um, we ate. We spent, you know, we bought souvenirs, and we we saw the armadillos there. And so, um, for me, it was just trying to create something that I remembered from my childhood, and I wanted to kind of share that with everyone else. And mm-hmm. and we have the giant outside. We have the car to sticker outside. We have the new, newly restored neon sign that's right now glowing in the night. And then we awesome. have the world record car on the inside. So I, it's, for me, it's really trying to create something, not just to stop and eat, which is great. We spent the first 10 years owning the restaurant, just perfecting the food and trying to get it um, you know, the consistency in the food and the service. And so I, now we've kind of switched gears in the last couple of years and and really tried to focus on making it a destination for people, making it a, not just some place you see as you drive by, but actually mm-hmm. want to pull in and stop. Yeah, you, you know, know, there's you things we collected stickers as kids, right? You know, stamps, passports for national parks, you know. Sorry, Nancy. You were, Absolutely. You were yeah. I was going to say when I was a kid, um, we were drive would drive out to the desert all the time, and there was always these signs like "See the thing, the thing." Oh, the thing out by New Mexico, oh, or you go thing, from Tucson. You know, and I'm like, I want to see the thing, and my parents are like, "Shut up, no, I want to see the thing." Yeah, the kids <laughs> will make the parents go. So eventually, we did go see the thing. It was kind of disappointing. I'm sorry, but and then there was the, the house, the house that was leaning um, gravity wise. There was that, and there was just these little odd things when you're traveling that you'd see all these signs like every two or three miles, and so the the parents really didn't have a chance because the kids would be all like, well, come on, we're trying to the car. Let's go see this. Let's go see mm. that. You know, it's like right. on a long yeah. end with the thing. Dude, that mm. was so funny. That Beth, was- I have a question for you real quick. Uh, you know, as people are, you have a lot of international visitors um, that come through um, mm-hmm. on Route 66 from all over the world. You have, and you have different people yeah. from different generations. You obviously have people that remember nostalgia of these of the of the road or route 66 or any highways but you also have a lot of people that don't really have those memories from all over um you know they're you know sometimes you know as an historian myself sometimes you know uh, it's the history but no what is it what is it 
what is it that drives people? Why are people so intrigued by um, some of these elements of nostalgia or whatever you want to call it? Um, um, I'm just curious from your thoughts on that. Well, because I just um, you must be something. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just I just was going to say I think for the younger crowd. That was kind of the thought behind the car on the outside. Um, so they could sticker, they could take selfies. Everybody's about posting on social media and where they're at and what they've done and what they've seen. And I feel like that kind of, this is such a quirky thing from the giant. A lot of people love the giant has his own suitcase sitting next to him and it's got stickers on it of where he's went. And visited, and so they want they want pictures next to the suitcase. Um, I think it's just the quirkiness of it for the younger crowd. I think for the older crowd, really, when you walk into the cafe, Mm -hmm. it still feels like it's an old nineteen fifties sixties cafe, and I feel like it's kind of the Americana of it for the international travelers. For them, I mean, I had people today, I was over here doing some, we're closed today on Mondays, but, um, you know, I had people today that were from Geneva, Switzerland. I had people that stopped from England. I had uh, one other one, uh, San Antonio, which, um, and Ontario, Canada. So I had people that stopped today that I, I was over here doing some cleaning and inventory, and I ended up just letting them in so that they could come see the car and, and kind of you know, sign the guest book mm. and, and visit about the cafe. And, you know, we're not open, but they still love to come through. And, yeah. and so that, I think for, for the international travelers, I just really feel like to them, this is the true representation of Americana mm-hmm. and what, well, yeah. what it was all about even, you know, a hundred years ago versus what it is now. Well, it's we have fun. friends that, that, that document neon signs, Route 66, and things like that. And no, I mean, our our magazine used to be Southwest Blend when we were back in our print days and and website. And we covered Route 66 when it actually Mm. became back to being Route 66 in Arizona when that started in that state. And it was honestly almost like the Europeans. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but the Europeans understand Americana sometimes more than Americans that we, we, we kind of just went, Oh, that's our backyard. And I mean, it doesn't mean that's how we are now or in all of that. So I'm not knocking anybody. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, the Europeans understood like this is this vast country with the desert and mountains and swampy Mm -hmm. places like new Orleans and Louisiana. And you know, you got New York city, you got all these places, right? The Jefferson Highway has a little bit of everything when you think about it, because it goes through the swamps. It's got Texas for some desert. You get uh-huh. in through the, you've got the prairie lands. You can get into the mountains. You get into Minnesota. Not huge mountains, but a little bit, right, Roger? You got some in Oklahoma. You got some mountains out there. Yeah, it's not. There's um, not too many mountains, mm-hmm. but there, you know, it, it does you know I mean? have an Americana. There's a lot yeah. of cult. The culture is different. It's yeah. much, the culture on on Jefferson Highway, if you drive the whole route, is much different than the, than even uh, uh, Route sixty six. It's different. I, yeah, uh, it is. So, it is, and that's why I, I try to tell the folks that are I work with communities and stuff is 
you know, we have a lot, we have a story to tell international visitors too, if they want to discover us and, and, yeah. uh, we, we just, uh, uh, and we're just making steps one by one as we move forward and try to bring back this, um, undiscovered gym in the Jefferson highway to bring it forward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Isn't just- America has quirky stuff. Yeah, uh, we've been through parts of Europe and England and such, and yeah, I guess that's done, true. And on the road trips, and there's beautiful scenery, there's historic things, there's castles and big see. buildings from old and stuff that we yeah. we do, but they don't have the quirky. Uh, they don't have so uh, a giant standing uh, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I, yeah, that's, when I say quirky. That is something that, mm. like, they would look at and go, "We, oh no, we can't do that," mm. you yeah. know. And so, and Americans are like, "Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's just do it. Let's do it." You know, <laughs> I do have a question for Dan um, because November is Movember, where everybody starts growing mustaches. Well, not everybody. I, oh boy. Well, maybe no I'll shame. be there in a. I'll be there in a few years. Um, Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't get there about age. Become but... the woman with the largest mustache. I dare no, you. no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be the queen of whisper, whiskers. There's the king of whiskers, and that is Dan's uh, great, great, great grandfather. Um, so, Dan, um, what do you think about growing a mustache and like going for it during the month yeah. of November? Um, uh, since you'll go see your, you know, great, great grandfather's long beard. What about uh, the mustache? Movie? I'm actually ahead of you guys. I've actually started one. Oh, <laughs> so cool. and that's for the reason is actually I'm thinking I can't go to see his beard without any kind of facial hair. There you go. Yeah, that's I, true. I, yeah. I have, <laughs> the only problem is it's, it's very white. I look like Santa Claus. That's what my kids are calling me Santa. But well, um, that's okay. Yeah, I know. They. It, my wife says it looks distinguished. So thanks. Yeah. But uh, um, that's after 34 years of marriage, you know. But. Um, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, we're pretty excited. I mean, I'm pretty excited to go see it. Like I said, some of my friends think I'm goofy. My kids kind of think it's neat. And I, um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm the, like I said, the anthropology department at the Smithsonian has been very receptive and, and seems like they're almost excited for me to come see it. So that's, yeah, great. that's great. Cool. Um, that's awesome. I think it, it, I love that your, you know, your great, great grandfather's story is out there and thank you for joining the show and, and talking about it because it reminds people of things like embrace it yeah mm-hmm. there's something about you know um being different that's you know, got the stickers on the car and she's bringing this americana nostalgia back but there's something also about growing something on your body and going for it there's people with long fingernails and right. which i would never win because no, like, i can't imagine i, I can't I've have fingernails I, yeah i don't know how you no. live like that yeah that yeah. ain't happening but everyone's got something, and I think sometimes we embrace it. And and where people may think, "Oh, that's weird. I would never do that." Right? Like the long fingernails. Sometimes embrace mm-hmm. it, and um, there's yeah. a strength to that. And I think that's what your great great grandfather had was some strength of knowing who he who he is, right? To do it, yeah, and no, then just... and being entrepreneurial about it too, right? Because he he had to make some money from it, right? Yeah. Right, going I think around. This, yeah, the circus days. Like I said, he must have. Yes, circus day. That's the funny. circus days. Um, but like I said, I we were intrigued. Like something that I did not know about. Like I talked about earlier, the fact that it looks like he was in Europe for a year or so. Mm-hmm. And my, my, one thing we can think about was he must have gone over there with the circus. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, he actually cool. traveled, yeah. which is just bizarre when you think about that. But no. uh, he must have made some money. And uh, no, that happened. Paid. Also, Buffalo Bills did a lot of stuff mm-hmm. over in Europe, and then um, it, it's been going on for years. Right. Like um, the musician Ryan Bingham, you guys might have seen him in Yellowstone. He was on our show years ago, and we were talking about it because he started out in rodeo out of New Mexico and and all of that, and went through Disney to France to be in like this rodeo, like Americana style, right? And um, he lost his money to a cab driver because he didn't know the money. He gave him a hundred bucks and that was it. And he was screwed. And luckily the staff took him in from Disney and whatever and, you know, took care of him until he got his money. But that kind of thing has been going for years. Mm -hmm. The, The shows going to Europe for years years and i think a well, lot of I hope musicians did it pictures. too i hope dan you know? gets some good pictures there yeah, uh, yeah no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> i will follow up and like i said i know there was a woman that contacted me through this picture that i had posted on this uh historic site on facebook that did a story and then she too wanted mm-hmm. me to take some photos and follow up there a uh, fargo moorhead newspaper um but that's kind of embraced it and i'm actually gonna at some point, my New Ulm local newspaper here, I want to let them know I'm going to see it just because I think it's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. New Ulm now and then uh, yeah. Facebook area that I think it'll be a natural to to post oh. some pictures about it. And yeah, like I said, it's, um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So yeah, it should be. I'm so nice. glad you got to share the story with us tonight. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. The king of whiskers. Who knew? I love man? It. Who knew you could skip rope <laughs> with it? I mean, that's a whole other. The, the, yeah, I'm just thinking of all those songs of kids playing with skip the yeah, jump rope. And I'm like, that's a whole other take on it. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. jeffersonhighway.org is the website for the Jefferson Highway Association. Also, seek them out on Facebook for their main page, but also join in the discussion and post pictures when you travel. I, I owe the group some. I, I know we're, we're behind, but we'll get there. Um, but check it out. It, you're going to find things, all kinds of events that are happening. And, um, you guys are so active in that community. I love it. I mean, if my day doesn't go by without a Jefferson Highway discussion group post, I'm, I'm not a happy camper. And I, and I'm a happy camper because there's always something. So I love that group, Roger. It's cool. People come up with all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, historic signs and, you know, just like what happened with this building. Um, it, it's amazing. So keep up with that. And, um, thank you also, Beth, everyone. Uh, her website is hi-waycafe.com. It's H-I. Have I got that right, Beth? And by the way, it's Beth Hilburn. Yeah. I said Hilburn at the first, you know, sorry about that. No, it's Hilburn. It's Hilburn with an H. Yeah. Hilburn with an H. We got that, but she's not going to burn your food. I know that. No, I can see from definitely not. photos. Not the onion rings. <laughs> no, don't you, no. don't you mess with those onion rings. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want some now. Is there a food before we go? Is there is there like a dish that everybody should know about for you? Do you have like a specialized like this is the one thing you need to eat when you come in? Uh, we we sell a ton of chicken fried steaks, so those are kind of the go tos. They're not frozen. They're the hand battered cube steak, so they're the good ones. Um, we also sell a bunch of, we have a Route 66 burger that's actually a bacon cheeseburger with grilled onions and mushrooms on it. Oh, really? oh what's, Nancy, the deal with the, uh, what's the deal with I'm the so uh, vintage silverware? Yeah. 
I have one set of vintage silverware that I purchased that's kind of a um, turquoise blue handled silverware. We uh, wrap it up every day, and the lucky person that unwraps the silverware gets a free dessert. Awesome. <laughs> oh, well, I'm coming in. Yeah. You know, turquoise is a lucky <laughs> color. I it is. I know. <laughs> She's in. She's in. So, everyone, H-I dash waycafe.com keep up with beth there for the highway cafe do you have a separate website for your hotel uh we do not we basically post on instagram and facebook so it's the western motel and then highway cafe on both of those all right everyone uh keep up with everyone that we've talked about i'll put every all the links in the show notes for you Thank you both, uh, Dan and Beth, for joining us here. And thank you, Roger, as always. Roger goes on a rabbit hole journey every time we do these shows and brings amazing guests. So thank you, Roger. We also want to thank Arlene Gould and the Natchitoches uh, Convention and Visitor Bureau for being a great sponsor to this show. Natchitoches, Louisiana is the oldest city in the state of Louisiana. They've got highway markers. They've got... They've got a Jefferson Highway marker now at a tourist camp that you can go to. Um, this is a destination that is awesome. It's one of our second homes we call as we travel the country. So go to Natchitoches.com. That is N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Did I Speaking do that right? That, we just missed the uh, meat pie festival last weekend. I tell you what, though, they have the car <laughs> festival coming up this weekend. And after mm. that, it's. October season in Natchitoches is off the hook. Molo's yeah. Plantation well, has Christmas a fall festival. Is off the hook too, so. yeah. Christmas, we're going to be there for the opening night, Roger. Oh, that's after great. After all these years of doing that's a Natchitoches great. show. Finally. We're finally yeah. going to be there for opening yeah, night. We can't that's wait. Um, Natchitoches has, I think it's, I don't want to say, it's, I think it's 300,000 lights mm. on Cane River, Riverbank. Oh. 300,000 lights. It's insane. They've been going for over 90 years. I think it's 96, 97. It's the longest running Christmas uh, festival in the United, in the country. It's amazing. Um, mm. But we'll really find out. And then I'll send you pictures, Roger, as we're there. And everyone else will put it up on social so people can see mm. it. But everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on Big Blend Radio. We're here every fourth Thursday talking about rabbit holes on the Jefferson Highway. We can't wait for next oh. month. It's October. We might get creepy. Take care, y'all.